The thought-provoking podcast that explores the complexity of mental health through a lens that does not require a prescription. We will explore a wide range of topics with engaging discussions and personal anecdotes that provides a realistic outlook while actively engaging in our own self-discovery. Let's get ready to soar together. Welcome back to another episode of But What If I Soar? This is actually the second part of our um, episode in regards to just being reflective of this 2023 and then being thinking about how we want to be intentional for 2024. So um, definitely listen to the first episode or the first part of this episode um, and then jump into this one. So um, the next question that we have is going to be, what accomplishments are you most proud of this year and how has it contributed to your sense of fulfillment? Um, and then the second part of that question is, can you share a success story or achievement that brought unexpected joy or learning? Hmm. Accomplishment I'm most proud of. Most of the accomplishment I, I think we might have touched on this a little bit. I think we were talking a little bit about our businesses and just starting the podcast and just really. Um, and I, I have to say that that's probably, I guess, professionally would be a big accomplishment. Um, personally, I would just say what's been a, a big accomplishment for me personally has been. Um, that's a hard one. Personally, what's been uh, the biggest accomplishment has been, um, I would say just pushing myself um, to kind of um, get out of this, this uh, cycle of anxiety and fear, you know? Um, and again, I think I might've mentioned in episode one, right. Of, of this, of, or part one of this episode that my anxiety is not necessarily debilitating, but I can get into this, like, what if thinking, what if this happens, what if that happens, you know, and that can derail me and I I won't do it. You know, I won't do the thing that I really want to do. Um, because I, I, I in, in that respect, I'm attaching so much uh, so many assumptions on this thing that I'm I'm wanting to pursue or wanting to do that I become more afraid of the things that I've associated with this thing and not the actual thing, right? So I'm not I'm no longer really afraid of the thing, right? I'm afraid of everything else that I've told myself this thing represents, right? So just trying to push past that, and I think I've done a really good job, um, obviously with some hiccups along the way, but I think I've done a, a good job at trying to, um, push past that. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say, again, I think we kind of answered this on part one is the just pursuing of our dreams, you know, taking that leap forward with starting the podcast, starting our personal businesses. Um, 
Another accomplishment that I'm proud of is my speaking engagement. Um, Very, very proud of that Um, because all I kept thinking of when I was getting ready for the event and even when I was there, like, oh, my God, like if my mom was there, like, you know, just her being able to, you know, hear me tell my story, but tell it in a way that so much strength and, and, um, you know, I, I was thinking about her so much because, you know, when my mom would always think about who I was, you know, she, you know, she would always highlight the great parts, but she would always feel like all of the things that were not so great, it was because of her. And so there was like a lot of guilt and shame involved, you know, around Mm -hmm. that. And so, this speech really was where, um, in some ways I was thankful for those experiences and, and that I took these experiences that were made to break me, but they actually gave me strength and they actually, um, are parts of who I am, you know, and, and I have grown to be thankful for those experiences because they've made me who Devron is. Right. And I think, her being, and obviously I told her this in our, our counseling sessions before she passed, but I think her being able to actually witness me share these stories and, and talk to individuals who have experienced similar things as myself. Um, I think it would just have been that like full circle moment and, Mm -hmm. um, where she would be able to like, not just hear me say it, but actually witness, you know, what I'm saying, like, this is who I was built to be. Like, right. you know, all of my experiences made me into the person I am. And now I am sharing these stories and it's, it's helping people. And, mm-hmm. um, and I also think like it could have been inspiration for her because my mom did always share her story. Um, yeah. But um, to continue sharing her story and knowing like, you don't have to be perfect to share your story. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I like hearing from the underdogs. Like I, I like those type of stories. I, I like people who don't look like they have it all together and they're still sharing their story and mm-hmm. they're still winging it and, and yep. still, you know, putting themselves out there. I like those type of people. I feel I like, too. you know, those are the people that I flock to because I'm not perfect. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't have it all um, figured out. And and so, like, I, I would have liked for her to experience that because it would have served as a foundation of you have a story to tell and it's mm-hmm. not pretty and it's not clean and it's not what you think it should be, but it's an important story to tell. And you, yeah. when you are reflective, you'll realize that where you were at when you were, you know, in those moments, you are no longer there. Um, and mm-hmm. so you have done some work. Um, you have progressed and it's a, mm-hmm. a reminder. Um, so I, I'm very, very proud of that. And I think it, it has you know, all of those things have helped me to feel 
fulfillment because again, I know what my purpose is. No one, you know, you can try to argue me dead in my face that, you know, that's not my purpose. My purpose is to tell my story, to live my story and to share it with others and to help other people feel like they too can overcome whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And give them a realistic expectation that is not easy, but right. if you're willing to do the work, your life can look however you want it to look. Um, mm-hmm. And the expectation is what you set, not what society, not what your loved ones, your friends or whatever tell you your life should look like. It's what you want for yourself. And if you decide that's what you want for yourself, you can then go ahead and pursue it. So I will say all of those, those three areas really have, made me proud. I'm also proud okay. of where me and my husband have taken these kids. Um, it's not easy at all raising kids. It's also not easy when you're raising kids who are not, you know, from you um, okay. and come to you with experiences that you did not cause um, or you did not create. And you are trying to maneuver them through that. You're trying to heal them through that and and try to, you know, allow them to create their own path um, while you're still, you know, providing protections as much as possible. But allowing them to come into themselves, um, I think that has really just made my year as well because I've seen the growth. I, I see, you know how resilient they are and and not just saying like kids are resilient because um like we talked about previously like are kids really resilient like right you know right. are are we putting that expectation on them but no like honestly seeing them and just being able to know everything that they have experienced and they're still choosing to view the world as a um a nice place to be in, choosing to see the mm-hmm. good in others, you know, choosing to give back, um, be, you know, gracious, um, be helpful, be empathetic, uh, which is not easy when you have found that the people, those closest to you have hurt you the most. Mm-hmm. That can make you have a sense of like the world is dangerous. <laughs> right. Let me let me keep everybody at bay, right? Mm-hmm. So just seeing them continue to grow in their own and um, they are in a much better place at their age um, as far as just processing things and being mindful and just the, the coping skills that they are utilizing – than I think I was at their age. Oh, um, right. You know, Girl. you know, um, being open to to therapy, seeing the benefit of it. Um, you know, I just think that that's that is something that I feel so fulfilled with um, because okay. I know the power of a good therapist. I know the power of a good therapy session. Um, mm-hmm. And so seeing that, you know, I'm not like dragging them by their feet to go yeah. to counseling and and see the benefit. Initially I was, but now they have their own relationship and their own um identity with with that. And I think like that is great because um that means that when they leave my house at some point in their life, they will see the benefit of continuing to do the work and continue to explore and, and go back to therapy if needed. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So I I would say like that has brought I don't want to say unexpected because I did expect to have joy about it, but I think it's just been like I'm just continue to to do right by my mom and in so many different aspects of my life. Um and I think that's all you can really ask for is, you yeah. know, showing her that the kids are all right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's like the best thing you can do. And I think like in, in any aspect, when you have gone through different things, being able to show like, I'm still here, like I'm still mm-hmm. fighting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not this broken piece you know, broken vase that people have to be um, cautious because I'm so fragile. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm here. So yeah, that would say, I would say like, that's, those are my, my things that I am very, mm-hmm. very um, happy about. Okay. No, that sounds good. So the next question is how do you practice positive self-talk, especially during challenging times and what impact has it had on your well-being and then if if that's something that you do then what are some personal mantras or some affirmations that have been empowering to you i would say i'm really thinking about this um so i think we talked about this in a couple episodes ago i like to do voice memos (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm not good at journaling i'm not um i've i've tried it i'm just not good but voice memos um, where I kind of like talk to myself. I also will talk to myself in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so I'll talk to myself and I'll just like try to unpack whatever it is, like the challenge that I'm going through at that time. And then, um, I'll also use that time to like speak, um, kind of like speak words into myself, right? Like um, remind myself of where I've been and where I'm at. Uh, Because oftentimes, especially if a challenge comes and is unexpected, um, it can feel like your whole world is kind of like caving in and you are feeling like everything is bad. Um, And I think you talked about like gratitude. And so I wouldn't say like when I am doing it, I'm thinking or focusing intentionally on gratitude, but I think like I am focusing on remembering like currently where I'm at, but also being reflective of where I've been um, and realizing like I have been through so many different storms um, that I thought would take me out and they haven't. And so like this too shall pass, like storms don't last forever. And I just remind myself of that. Um, And when I do that, it really just refocuses my mind on like, like, like you can, you can have your moment. Your feelings are valid because your feelings are your feelings. Um, you can cry, you can be angry, whatever. Um, but I always remind myself that I can't sit there or I can sit there for a moment, but I can't stay there. Like I'm, I'm not allowing myself to stay there. Um, and so that gives me that, that push to be like, okay, now let's figure this out. Like, yeah. you know, so I think like that is definitely something that's helped. And then also like I I just told my friend this, these same exact words is, what's for you is for you. Like 
I'm a firm believer in that. What is for me, nobody can interfere with. No one can get in my way. I'm not saying that it happens tomorrow. I'm not saying it happens next week or whatever. But at some point in time, if it is for you, it will happen. And when a door is closed, we don't know why that door is closed. But in my life, it has always been that door was closed for a reason. And another door is right around the corner that is is actually where I was supposed to be at my purpose. And so um, I just remind myself of that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I can get upset about this situation. I can, you know, validate my feelings because they're real. Um, I could be disappointed that something did not happen. Um, but you never know what's around the corner, right? And mm-hmm. yeah. so that's... That's definitely something that I constantly tell myself and it is just, it feeds me. Like it, it lets me know, like, girl, let's, let's go, like, get up, let, mm-hmm. let's keep it moving. You can't, you can't sit here. You can't sit here forever. Um, and so keep it moving. What about yeah. you? Hmm. Um, I think one thing that I, I try to remind myself Self-compassion, number one, like it's definitely important to be kind to yourself and speak kindly to yourself. Um, And so when I find myself struggling with something, you know, an area that I've that I have often struggled with that I'm I have moments of success and moments where I, you know, maybe um scale back or, or, or don't necess- or, or just have some, some struggles. I, I try to remind myself, you know, that the things that you're, you're trying to unlearn the things that you're trying to uh, be better about took years in the making to create, right? So you, there are going to be moments where you are triggered by something that, that takes you back to the, the things in your life that you're trying to work through. And, 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 speaking speaking negatively to yourself is not going to help you get there any any quicker right so i oftentimes just try to remind myself of that just be be kind to yourself you know how would you speak to a friend who came to you with the same situation right or someone that you loved um i think that i also try to remind myself that multiple things can be true at the same time um you know, we get into these binaries of, you know, that it has to be this or that. Um, and why can't it be both and, right? So I often try, oftentimes try to remind myself that what you're experiencing, what you're feeling doesn't have to be one thing. There could be multiple experiences that you have with this particular thing. Um, and that helps me to not get into this all or nothing, black and white type of thinking. Um, so, you know, I try to utilize that often. Um, and then I guess when challenging times come, one thing that I often do, and I've said this before on the podcast, is that I, I tend to intellectualize things. And what I'm trying to also work on is just sitting in those feelings, sitting in the, the experience of those feelings. Um, I think one thing that I've I've experienced in my life is a lot of invalidation of like my feelings. Um, whether that was in childhood, whether that was in my relationships, friendships, whatever. And 
when you struggle with that, you oftentimes don't trust yourself. You don't trust what you feel. You don't trust what you're experiencing. And you're oftentimes looking for, or you could sometimes be looking for some external validation that like you're not tripping, you're not bugging, like what you're feeling is actually real. And so what I've oftentimes, you know, what I, what I try to remind myself in, in those things when, when challenging things happen is that like, I don't need anyone to validate this for me. I feel it because I feel it, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel it in my chest because that's where I feel it. Right. Or I'm having these thoughts about it because that's what happens. Right. I, I just try to remind myself that for so long, any experience that you had, you, it was invalidated. Right. Or in some ways you were told that what you're feeling, you shouldn't feel right. Or there's no reason for you to feel that. And so people don't recognize that that does stay with you. Right. There, there's, there's such a disconnect with trusting your own emotions, your own feelings, the expression of those feelings. And so I really have had to be mindful of not needing external validation to validate what I'm feeling, to validate the experiences that I'm having. So I just, I just try not to do that. I just, I just really focus on like validating myself, right? You felt this because you felt it. And there's nothing, there's nothing outside of you that can make that experience more true, right? It's true because you feel it. You don't need someone else to like co-sign that shit. Like, no, you feel it. It is what it is. Um, so that's something that I definitely try to do, especially in times um, that are challenging when I'm really like struggling emotionally. Um, and then like, I, I think I mentioned like one mantra that I, I oftentimes use is, um, everything's temporary, right? So, you know, keep moving because everything is temporary. Um, I also have a, an affirmations for black women, like, a uh, uh, journal that I've been trying to work through. And some of those mantras in there have been helpful. Um, so I try to use, utilize some of those as well. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I think I try to do, um, to help empower myself, especially when, I'm, I'm struggling. My therapist does give me a lot of journal, journal activity. So I do try to journal a little bit often. I actually have it on my calendar to journal every night, but I don't do it every night. Uh, <laughs> what I probably should do is just be committed to like maybe once or twice, two or three times a week. And, and my issue is that I want to spend so much time journaling instead of just giving myself journal for five minutes, just build a habit versus mm-hmm. trying to, you know, spend 20 minutes on journaling when you just don't have that kind of time. Right. So, but she gives me a lot of journal activities. Like if I, if I mention certain words a lot in my session, she'll give me that word to journal on, or she'll give me that word to like help me explore deeper, you know, in my journal, uh, my journal activities. So that's what I try to do. Um, but I think, you know, if I want to build a habit of that, because I actually do get a lot out of it. And I use, I also use a uh, voice memo sometimes too, but see me, I want to go back and listen to them and listen to them, listen to them. <laughs> and that's the part that can be a little overwhelming um, for me. So, but I think just trying to be more intentional about doing it with no expectation. I think the expectation I give myself is probably unrealistic. So, uh, but those are some, those are some of the things that I think I try to do to, to speak life. Um, into myself. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. I'm still um, in the everything is temporary. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely been helpful. Yeah. Um. Next question is. Looking back, this is a good question, actually. I like this one. Um, looking back at the episodes throughout the year, is there a particular topic or conversation that had a lasting impact on you? And were there unexpected lessons or insights gained from the discussions with guests or co-hosts? So this is going to sound corny, but I feel like looking back on each episode, I feel like they all had lasting impacts on me um, because they were things that in one way or another I needed to hear and explore. Um, And I think like there was gems dropped on each episode for me. Like there was Mm -hmm. something that I could take away um, from. And, and really I think that it's just for me, it's, it's our dynamic because I feel like, Every time we're together and we have, like, we always have these deep discussions. We literally were having deep discussions right. at the gingerbread <laughs> um, competition. Um, mm. But I always walk away with, like, my soul is fed. Like, yeah. And, same. you know, my soul is fed. I got some gems. Like, it's, it's some type of aha moment. And, like, It's funny because I think I told you, like, sometimes I go into other discussions with other people and I'm like, oh, something was lacking. Yeah, right. But then I realized, like, it's because I have, like, these in-depth conversations with you and I always Mm -hmm. feel like I'm full. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I have someone who thinks, you know, in is intentional in their thinking, is, Mm -hmm. you know, reflective and is always trying to dig a little bit deeper. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with not having those type of discussions, but I just love it. Like, it just, yeah, same. you know, because my brain is always doing that. You know, when I'm talking to someone, um, uh, I'm always thinking more like, you know, let's go a little bit deeper, you know? And, like, with you, same. I feel like, I don't even have to say that. It's just like, I know, right? oh, we going to yeah. go there. Like, right. <laughs> it could be... We're going to be starting off like the simplest <laughs> conversation and it's going to go there. Like, mm-hmm. and our husbands know that. Like, they're right. like over there like, oh, they have Here a they go. Here they go. Here they go. You know, <laughs> even my aunt was at the gingerbread thing. And she was like, oh, y'all having one of those talks. Okay. <laughs> like, and I just yeah. feel like, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. So I feel like every episode I have come away feeling like, dang, I didn't think about it like that. Or, oh, this is a takeaway. I mean, even today, like everything is temporary. Like that's such a a great way to think about stuff because it takes some of that expectation that you put on yourself Mm -hmm. on things. And it takes, you know, and you talked about, you know, I'm always talking about being fluid and I never really thought about thinking about being like water. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love water, you know, cancer sign. Mm -hmm. So like, and water brings me peace. Like if you take me on a vacation, it better be around some water because it's just my, my go-to. Right. And so like now just like having that concept and picture in my mind of like water, like be like Mm -hmm. water, um, that will instantly bring me peace. Like that will instantly put my mind in a set of, okay, like now I can figure things out. And so like, 
again, like just these, these very easy takeaways, mm-hmm. like have such a big impact on my life. Um, and so like, I, I would say that that's how it's been with every episode, you know, when we talked mm-hmm. about grief and, um, when we talked about, you know, addiction and trauma and resilience, like even our, the relationships, um, you know, yeah. all of those different episodes, like the healing that I think we both got from from those episodes, you know, um, has just been great. Like it, and it just mm-hmm. has. I would say, like, it wasn't that it was unexpected. But, you know, I didn't think I was going to go into to these episodes feeling like there was more to know. Um, yeah. And every episode, I'm like, all right, I'm taking that one back with me. Like, okay. yeah. like this made me think of it a different way. And like, you know, everything doesn't have to like take, get rid of the expectation. And I think really that's what the overall um, lesson has been is like, yeah. get rid of the expectation. Like. You never know where a lesson or insight could be gained from. And I I personally have taken away from every episode something. Um, yeah. You know, and like I said, I, I really think it's just our dynamic because every time mm-hmm. we get together or we talk on the phone, no matter what it is, it could be something, you know, I'm just calling to like, Fuss about something. I know, right? You always give me something to take away and apply it, you know, into my life. And so, you know, it, it's just the interaction. Like, I think mm-hmm. you are just someone in my life who is made to push me into yeah. viewing things from a different lens. Um, and I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. I would have to say the same. Um, well, I will say, cause Irby said this too. He was like, he was like, the podcast is not going to be hard because it's just the two of y'all. Like <laughs> the, the way that y'all, you know, communicate, it's going to be like, you just on the phone, like, you yeah. know, and, and I think he's right about that, that I, and I think you're right about that, that I, I think that it's, I think the challenge that I may have with, in other conversations is people's inability to like think deeper about certain things that's like certain certain outcomes or certain conclusions are not as reductive um as people make them um and they're not expansive enough for me because i just think that the world is so vast and there's so many moving parts to things that sometimes a plus b isn't c you know there's there's so many other things that are moving in tandem that I, I think that that's something that I, I do. I find like in other, you know, whatever, whoever the conversations are with it, I'm just like, it's not that simple, you know? And, and I think sometimes it is that simple, but in most cases for me, um, I'm always interested in like, what don't I know about this thing that I'm reacting to? You know, mm-hmm. what don't I understand about this thing that has happened? Right. What am I missing? You know, I'm, I've been trained in DBT and like, that's one of the, the tenants is like, what are we missing when we're working with clients? What are we missing? And that's the beauty of this field is that oftentimes some of the things that I've 
learned, I do apply it to my real life. And so when people say they have a hard time turning things off, I don't psychoanalyze people. (laughs) Like, I think that's not great. But what I do take in my personal life is some of the, the, the core ideas behind the things that I've been trained in. Like, what am I missing here? If, if I'm if I'm stuck, if something don't make sense to me, the first thing I'm doing is like, well, what don't I know? Right. Yeah. And, and I don't and I don't know that I and I think similar to you is that when I go in other conversations with other people. I'm not bummed out, but I just I realize that that's just not I'm not going to get I'm not going to be fed in the same way, um, you know, and, I, and I'm not I'm OK with with that. Like, I don't think every conversation has to be that way, but that's when I have to remind myself like, okay, Dominique, that's, that's what you want, but that's just not what this conversation is giving. And that's okay. You know what I mean? But that is something that I oftentimes, I oftentimes want. And so I will say that I got something from every conversation, but I will say the relationship series was pivotal for me. Um, it got, it allowed me to tap into um, understanding the relationship dynamics that I have with friends and with my parents, with myself, with my spouse. Um, like I, I, not that I hadn't like kind of done that work and kind of explored that, but I think, um, I've just been in a different place this year. And so this year really allowed me to kind of dig deeper and think more about those areas that, we were discussing. And so I definitely felt very vulnerable, but I feel like I grow, grew so much in those conversations um, in ways I didn't expect to be truthful. I really did not expect when you first said it, I was like, what is she trying to do? Like, why is she trying to do this? Why did you want to go down here? <laughs> so early, like, girl, let's pace ourselves. But it was so good. <laughs> But that's my fear. Again, that's the fear talking. That's the like, what if this happens? You know, all that stuff. And and I I think when I was able to let myself go and just explore those conversations openly, um, it's one thing to do it like with another person, but it's another thing to record those conversations and then yes. put them out to, you know, anybody who has access to, you know, any podcast platform and YouTube to go watch it, you know? So that's the part that I was, I was, I was so a little nervous about, but I will say that what I learned, and I had a friend tell me this, that like, you know, in those conversations about your relationships, you, you did it with so much class, right? You mm-hmm. were able to like identify your experience, but also you were able to like humanize and empathize with the other people and not to reduce your own experience, but to like offer another, uh, you know, another side. And I thought that I, I, and I also felt that way. I also felt very proud of the way I was able to kind of explore those relationships in a way that wasn't creating more harm for people. Um, the other, the other episode I think I got a lot out of was the resiliency one, because you said something like, we ain't guaranteed all this stuff in life. Like we're guaranteed struggle. And I was like, damn, for real? Like, (laughs) I guess we are. (laughs) Yes. And I think that having that, and I think one of the questions that I asked myself in that episode was like, if I would have known the outcome to 
all of the things that I wanted to pursue in my life, would I continue to pursue them? And that was such a pivotal question for me because I had never ever considered that shit wouldn't work out. I never really, I just, I've always, most of the time, the things that I want to pursue, I just pursue. And I never really consider like the process, the journey there. I always just consider that if I want it, I'm go- it's going to happen. And that is true. But sometimes the process to get there is not an easy one. And not that it's supposed to be, but in my mind, like, and I think you also said something too, like being a good person doesn't mean that you're absolved from bad things happening. Like that was just so, I don't know what, it's such a simple concept, but I don't know what about that was like, Damn, like she right, like dang. So, so, so that was definitely um, eye opening for me. Um, I think um, in our our conversations about grief were helpful, right? That like grief isn't just a loss of like a person, but it's a loss of an idea or an experience, like you know, the loss of a relationship. Like I think sometimes we forget that, you know, and mm-hmm. and to be kind to ourselves through those moments of grief as well as the loss of somebody. I don't know, like similar to you, like much of those conversations, definitely. I definitely left with something. Um, and I, I do appreciate, you know, being able to have these conversations and being able to like work through things in my own head or leave the conversation with something I didn't expect to leave with. Like that's also happened at times where I'm like, I really I didn't know what my expectations were in certain conversations, but I left feeling like I needed that conversation. Like yes. the, the world lines up in a way that you can't always predict. And that's why I was like, I, I would leave certain conversations like, damn, I needed that because, <laughs> and I didn't know I needed it. Like that's the beauty yes. of it too, is I didn't know that I, I needed it. You know, I didn't know that that was something that I needed to, to explore or I needed to right talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that that has been, that has definitely been my experience with the episode, but it started off with that relationship. That relationship one was definitely probably the start of leaving each episode with something that I wasn't necessarily expecting to, to leave with. So, so yeah, I, similar to you, um, every episode left me with something for sure. Next question is, what is one key lesson you learned about yourself in the past year that you didn't anticipate? And how has your perceptions on life, relationships, or work evolved based on the experiences of this year? Dang. It's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, What's one key lesson that I've learned about myself? I think change, change is just hard for me. I I, I think, I, I think it goes back to thriving in routines and, and, and thriving in routines, thriving in structure, thriving in like what I can expect to happen or what, like what I know um, I can expect to happen. I'm, you know, I think we're all creatures of habit. I'm definitely a creature of habit. I'm like, you know, times 10, like I, those habits help me. Um, but embracing change has been, and not just saying like things change, like, yeah, like that's true, but 
I think in the way in which I embraced change was just a, a real connection to change happens and you can allow your aversion to change affect you or you can lean into change is always happening and decide that you are not going to allow your aversion to change impact the growth impact the things that you want for yourself um and there are things that I'm still working through around change um obviously I don't think that's something that I'll ever be good with entirely um uh, but I do think that this year I really leaned into change. I really leaned into um, also just like not taking shit so serious. Like, you know, there's been lots of things that have happened, um, change that have happened this year. And just recognizing that like, get your little tears out, not little, but get your tears out, get your frustrations out. And then, you, you do what you got to do and, and just keep it moving. Like keep, keep it, just keep it moving. Um, keep moving, right? Like don't allow whatever is happening to get in the way of moving, you know? And I think, I think that has been, that's been helpful for me for sure. Um, I think another lesson that I've learned, um, the importance of regulation, emotion regulation. Um, parenting can be tough. And I I think that parenting has definitely punctuated the point for me that like self-regulation is and, and emotion regulation is so important. I recognize that when I am not pouring into myself and managing my own emotion, that the the things that you know, Savon may do that is really just him being a four year old could set me off, right? And it's so funny because, like, we will say things to kids, like, you know, don't do this and don't do that. And, you know, and it's like, but they're watching you do the same shit that you're asking them not to do. Don't yes. yell, don't scream. <laughs> it's just like, and again, I'm not judging it. It's a, it's, it's another reminder that you're human, right? That while, four-year-old behavior is normal. It is annoying as fuck, right? Yes. <laughs> it's annoying, right? And and through the moments when it's annoying, what can you do to take care of yourself? Because he's not going to stop, right? He's he's not going to stop doing four-year-old shit, you know? What do you need to do to take care of yourself so that you're not, you're not so emotionally affected by and again it's not to excuse it's 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 it's, it's just annoying it's, it's just what it is you know and so i follow this uh one psychiatrist who focuses on like child psychiatry or psychology and she is coming out with a book about co-regulation and self-regulation and she was saying you know that i had to unfollow some of these pages because like i have two kids and sometimes these pages will make you think that like your struggle is like your inability to like manage all of your life is like, there's something wrong with you. Right. Essentially mm-hmm. what we was trying to say, you know, that there's something wrong with you because you can't, you can't manage all of this. And she was saying that 
her book her book is focused specifically on like co-regulation self-regulation and that's just been that has been so vital for me just like you know understanding that if i'm not regulated if if i'm all over the place so if i got to go leave the room and lock myself in my room for a minute or two and do what i got to do to keep myself calm you know but something else that I've learned is like trying to teach save on that stuff. Right. So we do yeah. deep breathing sometimes when he's overwhelmed, you know, I got him a few gifts for Christmas that focus on like helping him understand his emotions and helping him understand how to like address his emotions. I don't think that, that you're, you're ever too young for that. I think actually this is the time when you want to teach that. So I think that that has been a lesson for me is you need to be regulating your emotions and you need to be, committed to that so that you are not, but, and it's not just about the parenting thing. It's about all my relationships. When I'm not myself, when I'm off emotionally, like people feel that people experience that. And I don't necessarily want that. I don't want to like, like, I'm not doing it as a way to rush through what I'm feeling. I'm doing it as a way to like, acknowledge that this emotion is creating this experience and is that going to be good or bad to your other interactions and if it's going to be if it's not going to get you closer to what you want then like let's let's take some time to do some deep breathing or pray or like whatever whatever you need to do to kind of get yourself back um and that's a that's a process for me still it's not something that I've um I'm always doing in the way that I want but I'm I'm definitely aware of it um and then as far as my perspective on life and relationships and work, um, for me, work is, I'm not as, um, I think work is important, but I think because we live in such a capitalist structure, my ideas around work are just not as, they're not the same as they were five or six years ago. Like I was a workaholic when I got out of grad school, I was on it. Like (laughs) work for me felt fulfilling. And it felt like if you ain't working, what you doing? Like, and now, you know, and now I feel like I want to, I want control over my work. I want control over how I work. I want control over when I work, you know? Um, and that that's new for me, you know, again, I think learning so much about our economic structure in this country and in the United States has helped me to, you know, recognize that work is important and how are you being like, how, how is, how is it sucking you dry? Right. Cause when I was working like that after graduate school, I, I don't know how I did that. There's no way I could do this type of work that I was doing back then. Now, now I do appreciate the experience, right? Because I do believe that I have a wide range of experiences as a clinician mm-hmm. that I that I think are invaluable. But how did I damage my body? How did I, you know, how did I affect m- my body doing all that stuff, you know? And so, you know, I I needed those experiences so I can have the privilege of being more intentional about how much I'm pouring into work, but I really want to pour more into the business. I think that, um, I don't mind doing the work when it's for my own shit. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that I'm willing to, to make those sacrifices on the front end so that I can have some freedom on the back end. Um, but I just have to be intentional about like what that will look like. 
Um, as far as life and relationships too, I mean, I think ultimately the, the goal for me with life and relationships is whenever I have an opportunity to spend time doing something new or spend time doing something with people that I love, like I just want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be able to, to do that. Um, I think with, with relationships, I just want to be more intentional about being, um, communicating my feelings, communicating my, uh, not just my displeasure, but like what I'm happy about. Like I'm loving this relationship right now. I'm loving where we are right now. Like, I think that's something that I want to also be more intentional about, but that's, there's a level of vulnerability that is attached to that. And that doesn't always feel safe. Not like somebody did something to me that makes me not feel safe exploring that, but just, I don't know. It just, it all, it just feels awkward sometimes, you know? And so, um, but just wanting to, to be, to be better at that, um, being honest about how I'm feeling, being honest about my experiences and just being honest about, you know, how things are going and, 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 and how I'm, and, and not just from the negative perspective, but also like how I think this friendship or relationship is thriving, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I, I think have definitely evolved for me this year. Um, what about you? Um, I would say, you know, I think one of the things that I have kind of learned in the past year is to be vulnerable and the strength yeah. that comes from being vulnerable. Um, and not always feeling like I have to be this person who just is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I still think I'm a force to be reckoned with, but yeah, that's just know. my personality. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have to I don't have to be a force with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um and And there's a way to be a force without being so, like, I don't have to be like the Hulk, (laughs) like smashing everything and just not caring about the repercussions or whatever. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I think that is a lesson that I definitely learned this year. And I think this year with, you know, I lost my mom, you know, like three years ago at this point, or it'll be three years in March, but- um, you know, losing her, then losing my uncle, then losing Dash. Um, I think I learned a lot about grief and just being honest and raw with my emotions, with myself. Um, the importance yeah. of that. Um, it's grief is such an uncomfortable place to be in because. Yeah. You really like it's like you have these feelings and they're painful as hell, and you really can't do anything about it for for mm-hmm. some time, you know, um, because nothing you do is bringing that person back, and really, that's really what you want. Um, yeah. And so I had to teach myself to be okay with it. Like I had to teach myself to sit in that uncomfortableness and to refine you know, myself and refine purpose and um, also to give people space because um, I'm a fixer. Like I'm a fixer for myself, but I'm also a fixer for others um, and I'm a pusher. 
for myself and for others. And I think this year has taught me to, and not saying that I didn't, like I definitely love, I'm a hard, like I love very, very hard. Um, I think it's the cancer in me, but um, also understanding like there's a point of being gentle with people um, and accepting people for where they're at. And even though I may want something different for them, I want might something want something better for them just because I want it doesn't mean that they want it for themselves just yet. And that's okay. Right. Um, I can definitely give them resources. I can definitely be a support, but, um, sometimes other people's battles that are people that I love are not my battles to fight. Um, and I think, it wasn't that I didn't know these things because I definitely did, you know, with my mom and my sisters um, from previous years. But um, I think this year just cemented that everyone has their own journey and you can't come in just thinking you're going to fix it all because that's just not the reality of the situation. And yeah. it it does more harm for you because um, I'm also an empath. So I feel what those around me are feeling. Um, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to see someone that you care about struggle with something that, you know, you know, is, is really not them. Um, and you know that they are destined for so much greater. Um, but it's, it's where they're at right now. Um, it is taking me a long time to, to sit with that to understand my limitations um, in that. And I think like with the passing of that, of these individuals that I I love so much, the strength that they had and all of the things that they had been through was just reminders that like life is short and you have to kind of like, you have to put your mask on first. And it's something that I tell clients and loved ones all the time. Like you have to like fill your cup first before you pour into others. But I think like it's easier said than done for yourself. Right. And so like, I think this year was a reminder that I have to pour from my cup because pour to myself first before I pour anyone else's. Because if I don't do that, how am I going to be good for myself as well as others around me? Um, And so it was definitely a lesson that I was reminded of um, that, you know, again, I, I thought I had overcome and knew it and was mm-hmm. applying it, but it was a reminder like the work never stops. Um, it also was a reminder that when I come up against um, challenges, I've realized this year that my inner child oftentimes would take the driver's seat. (laughs) Um, And it was not in a place that I wanted to be anymore. Um, And although she would get the the stuff settled. (laughs) She was settling settling things. She was settling things, but it was not the way that as an adult I would settle it. Um, And so I was giving my control to, to a person that, did not have all the knowledge that I I have as an adult. And so it was no longer serving me and I had to retake control. And so 
Now I know warning signs when I'm starting to regress into letting that inner child step forward and be like, I, I got this. I got it. I yeah. know before her behind jumps in that driver's seat, I'm like, no, uh-uh, go back. <laughs> like, right, go back. right. Get back in that car seat. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So um, it definitely reminded me of just things that I need to continue to work on. And I think, you know, with any type of like loss, I think, I always try to learn lessons from every experience that I had. And so with the losses, I think my biggest thing is just to be mindful of what you're pouring into others and, and what you're pouring into yourself and spend time with, with your loved ones. Tell people that you love them. I was not a affectionate person. Like I'm not a hugger. I'm not a kisser. Ask my cousins. I think the mm-hmm. only person I'm like that with is my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and now when I'm around my cousins, I, I give hugs. Like, you know, yeah. it's not all the time. I'm never going to be that type of person. Yeah. Um, but I do try to let them know in different ways that I care about them. I love them. And, you know, <laughs> this is what my love language looks like. And so I think I with the loss has taught me to be vulnerable again. And like, it's okay to be vulnerable. Um, And it's okay if you're vulnerable and you don't, aren't met with acceptance or you're not met with people um, agreeing with your vulnerability. Um, It's not for them. Um, It's for for you. you. And so like, I think like that was something that I learned really, really a lot this year was the importance of vulnerability, the strength of vulnerability and Mm -hmm. not feeling like I needed to have approval or be met with certain, you know, acceptance from people around me because it's not for them. It's for myself. And it's for me to heal parts of myself that really need to be healed. Um, and need Mm, to, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And need to come up and, And I think like, you know, when you have, again, like I talked about the kids, uh, when you have been vulnerable in the past and it's been met with, you know, rejection and hurt, um, sometimes you, even though you're an adult, uh, that inner child is telling you like, this is not safe. Like, you know, the red, the signs are there, the, you know, they're throwing up flares like, Hey, like we done right, been down stop. here before. Let's, let's yeah. not do this again. We know how yeah. it's going to end, but, um, we really don't like, we really don't. And again, it's not for anyone else. It's for me. And that's where my power is. That's where my control is, is to share things with, with others or share things. I like to say, share things with the world, put it out into the universe and whoever accepts it's accepted. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. It's, it's not for you. And nine times out of 10, people who don't agree with you are not saying it to your face. So right, that's, there's that's that too. Yeah. So, um, you know, so that there's that as well. And I think like that has fed me and has given me strength of to continue living um, for myself. Like I, I have to do what feels genuine to me. I have to do what um, is feeding me. And I think 
with these significant losses, you know, my mother was not that old. My uncle was not that old. Dash was older, but I still felt like he had so much, you know, life to live. And and he had been with me through so many of like my adult years that were like hard um, to the point where I was like, this is my, like my emotional support little guy. Like when something comes about, how am I going to get through this, right? Like, how am I going to overcome this? Um, and then I had to, like, remind myself, like, he served a purpose. Like, you know, he served yeah. a purpose, and I'm so happy for the experiences and the time that I have with him. But now his purpose is to rest, and and mm-hmm. I owe it to him to to give him that because he served me very well for so many years, right? Um And the same thing with my uncle and my mom, like, you know, would I have loved more time with them? Of course. Absolutely. You know, I I literally would give anything to have them have more time because I don't feel like either one of them were done living. Um, But I also am reflective of the impact that they had on my life. And, and that brings me so much joy, so much joy, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, just reflecting back on what they have given me, it now solidifies what I want to give to others, right? And, you know, I tell my husband all the time, my uncle played such a major role in me and my sister's lives. And now look at my husband. He literally is doing the exact same thing that my uncle did, you know? And Mm -hmm. now I am my aunt, right? Um, And so- the impact that we have on these kids' lives um, is is a beautiful thing, and it's like a full, mm-hmm. you know, a full circle moment. Um, yeah. And so, like, it just—I think it just solidified where I am, and just being thankful, um, continue to be vulnerable, and just continue to find meaning in even the most difficult life situations. Um, and also reminding myself, like, again, storms don't last forever. And every storm that I have experienced thus far, what the takeaway thing that I've gotten from those storms is they've all grounded me and they have all fed me in some type of way. Not ways that I asked for or right. was seeking, but mm-hmm. in some way there was some type of lesson that I took away from it. Um and I think like that is something that I continue to um, to apply on in using that um, perspective into my okay. everyday functioning is like storms don't last forever. But if you're currently in a storm, try to figure out how you ground yourself, keep yourself safe. And then once that storm passes, try to figure out what it is that take away from it. Because to me, the way that it has worked for me is being reflective on all these experiences, gaining some type of knowledge um, has been helpful. Mm -hmm. So, and it's something that, you know, I have applied in my life, in my relationships, even in, uh, you know, in work with clients. Um, It's something that I'm trying to gift to these kiddos, you know, I Mm -hmm. think um, it's it's definitely um, a concept that you can continue to grow, you know, and really will help you get through some shit. (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Let's see. The next question is, how do you balance the pursuit of goals and achievements with maintaining your mental health and emotional well-being? And then can you share a moment when you realize the importance of finding this balance? There we go. That damn word again. (laughs) I know. I think... um, for me, I I just again it kind of goes back to for me um, that everything is isn't temporary, right? Or everything everything is temporary, right? So if I am pursuing goals and achievements, um, and it's not well, or it's not going well, or, or it's negatively impacting my emotional well-being, then I make adjustments, you know, I'm open to making adjustments. And that part's been, uh, challenging, right? Because like, I've, I've been trying to find my way through like the social media thing, right. And trying Mm -hmm. to use that as a marketing tool. Um, and I had some ideas about how I wanted to use it in the beginning. Those things shifted over time. And I think things are going to continue to change, right? And so when they do, what is my ability to change with it? I think being so resistant to change can also negatively impact my emotional well-being, right? If I am so stuck in the way things have been or that way that things have worked, that I'm not open to the fact that, yeah, things were working that way, but now there's been some changes. How are you going to shift and, and, and embrace that change? I think that can definitely, because again, having to like make those shifts, especially when I wasn't uh, the person who was like initiating the change. Right. I think mm-hmm. that can be challenging for for me. Um, but I think if, if the business stuff has taught me anything, it's been that like things are going to change. Like, if, if, I mean, when pin, the pandemic happened, I never thought that like being a remote therapist would even be an option for me. You know, like I never even considered that when I've mm-hmm. considered private practice, I always thought I'd have to, you know, rent some space and pay rent. And like, you know, I don't think I don't I don't know how many of us not that remote therapy wasn't a thing, but it's a thing now, you know, it's a major thing. And it has opened so many opportunities for people who could see, you know, depending on what state you're licensed in, right. If I, if I live in, you know, if I live in, you know, Eastern Pennsylvania, I'm not going to see anybody in Western PA if I'm a therapist who is on site, but if I'm a therapist who's a virtual, I can see anybody in the state, right? Like that has drastically, you know, made shifts in ways that, you know, I'm sure we didn't, foresee, right? So I think sometimes change can be good and it's easier to embrace it when it's good. It's harder to embrace it when it, it is, I don't want to say bad, right? But it, it is creating more, it's challenging and it's creating more potentially, you know, in, in my mind, it may be creating more obstacles for myself. But if I shift my thinking and I learn to like maybe re- reframe those experiences as something different, then what is initially coming out, I think I, it could definitely help to uh, help me manage uh, and maintain my mental and emotional well-being. So for me, 
being willing to change and shift when 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 necessary. Um, even in those moments where it's not the change that I was initiating, you know, maybe that change just happened and I, you know, needed to, you know, I needed to make the shift. Right. And it's not, it's not always easy for me to make those shifts. Um, I think outside of that, like personal goals, personal achievements, I think in my personal life, I am, I think in my personal life, what what I think will be helpful is just being realistic about the goals that I'm setting or the achievements that I want, you know, and being just being mindful of where I am and what I what I'm what I'm attempting to unlearn and like how are the expectations that I'm setting for myself around the goals that I have personally and and the achievements that I want to achieve personally, like, am I being, am I being fair to what I'm also trying to unlearn? Am I being fair to what I'm also trying to undo? Um, or, or, or am I being fair to like the new skills I still need to learn to be able to achieve those goals? Um, I think that that is something that I have to just, I have to just be realistic. Um, and I think my continued awareness, my continued commitment to self-awareness and self-reflection will help me do that. Um, I definitely am invested in being, being honest with myself, even in the situations that I may not necessarily want to be honest about, but I think that honesty, that awareness, that self-reflection can help balance those goals and those achievements and making sure that I am also considering my emotional wellness um, and taking breaks. Like, you know, I think that's the thing that I also struggle with is that I have to be doing because routines can be a gift, but they can also be a curse. Right. Because like, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to like to take a moment and not be so engaged in, you know, work and be engaged in like these goals and achievements. Like we, our brain sometimes needs to rest. Um, and I think if I'm looking at this from Again, I think our capitalistic structure is not just rooted in work. It's also rooted in our own investment in ourselves, right? If we're not constantly investing in ourselves and, you know, doing things that will make us better, then we're dropping the ball. And sometimes rest is necessary to to grow those things that you want to grow, right? That it's okay to sit your ass down somewhere and don't do nothing. Like it's okay to watch TV and do mindless things. That's okay. And so I want to embrace that as well is, you know, when, when you find yourself overwhelmed that maybe you need to sit down, maybe you need to rest, maybe you need to take a minute and not be so invested in, you know, those things, right? Those things are not going anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. they're going to be there, you know, and, and if you're not taking care of your emotional wellness, you're not going to be any good to those things anyway, you know? So just trying to keep that that in mind, but all that is easier said than done. So I don't. I mean, it's rolling off my. It's sounding real good, you know. <laughs> but you know, in theory, it it it, it makes sense. In practice, is when we can struggle. You know, it's it's when we can struggle. So I just want to be mindful of that and share that with the audience. Right, that it sound good. It sound real good. <laughs> But in, in practice is where the struggles may come. So 
you know, it's a process. What about you? I agree. I mean, I think, you know, um, on part one, I talked about the struggle of, of finding balance, um, and, and achieving, you know, all the goals and achievements, you know, professionally, personally, um, you know, playing all these different roles and wearing all these different hats. Um, I haven't found a balance yet, you know, um, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is, you know, whose expectation am I trying to um, match? Whose expectation am I trying to hit? Um, because, you know, if it's if it's my own expectation, that means that I can be changed. Yep. Um, and if it's someone else's expectation, why does it matter? Why does it you matter? Um, and so I'm taking that, by the way. <laughs> Um, but you know, um, when I, when I ask myself those questions, it takes this weight off of me, um, to rethink things and not feel like it has to be this very concrete idea. Um, and the thing is, is when I'm reflective and, and I say reflect, reflective all the time, because it's something that has helped me. Um, in remembering and grounding me of where I currently am, uh, but also reminding me of where I came from. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I'm reflective and I quiet everything around me, um, then I can reimagine what I, you know, what is the expectation or what is the goal that I'm trying to pursue. And I can then get creative. And the thing about it is when I'm reflective, I remind myself that. I've been winging it thus far and I look at where I'm at. Um, yeah. And so, you know, nothing that I have accomplished has been a, you know, linear path at all. <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And nothing that I've accomplished has been the path that society would say would be, you know, the lane that I would go through. Um and so, like, when I remind myself of that, it takes that expectation off. It takes yep. that weight of, like, this is what it should look like. Why do I feel like it should look like that? Again, mm-hmm. whose expectation is it? If it's yeah. mine, why do I have that expectation? Oftentimes, it's because someone else has put that thought in my head that this is what it's supposed to look like. But your life has never looked the way that others told you it should look. And so, why yeah. should it start now, right? Yeah. Um, and so, that's, I think, that's, like... That's yeah, so when I remind myself of that, it brings me so much freedom to continue winging it, right? And and knowing that, you know, again, it it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. happen in an hour. Um, my journey is my journey. And the yep. only person who, you know, and the other thing that I remind myself is, as long as I have breath in my body, I can keep working towards it. Right. There is no, again, we create these invisible timelines that, you know, you should have this by this age and you should have this by. And again, I remind myself that my life has never been what others' lives has looked like. It has not. Like my path has not been me getting into college was not the path that most people who get into college looks like, you know, me deciding to go and be, get a master's 
did not look the way that, you know, other um, classmates' life look. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in in essence, I'm a unicorn. And so, like, why am I expecting to have the path of a horse if I know I'm a unicorn? Like, right. What? <laughs> it's messing me up because now it, you know, if you know that you're a lion, why are you trying to do things that an elephant does? You know, Mm. like if you know you don't have wings, yeah, you know, you don't have wings. Why are you trying to fly with the birds? Like, right. You know, you're a penguin. (laughs) Right. Like it it just, (laughs) it just serves as reminders for me that, um, It reminds me to change my mindset Um, Mm -hmm. and it reminds me to be like, to be gentle with myself, to, you know, to, again, give myself grace, give myself um, space to, to figure it out because Mm -hmm. there is no GPS um, way app does not work in regular life, (laughs) you know, Google map is not working in my day-to-day life. Um, nope. So, you know, I think like that has helped me maintain my mental health and well-being because again, um, I'm able to clarify that if it's my own expectations that I'm setting, it's fluid. It's fluid, you know. Yeah. I'm taking that. I, I'm using that with my know, clients. Yeah, like that's, as that's long like, as I That is such a good question. Whose expectation is this? And if it isn't mine, why the hell Am I trying to apply my life to this? Like, Look, it's it, such a simple question, but it's such a profound question. It really is. And I'm telling you, when you're in it, if you sit and ask yourself that, it opens up a world of just other thoughts. Like, yeah. Because you have that aha moment of freedom. Like, it's literally Bare, like yeah. the shackles yeah. come off of you. You found the key, and it's like, damn. Okay. Yeah. This is something I could work with. Like, yeah, I could right. Work with this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just something that I constantly remind myself of. And again, it, it, it allows me to be more fluid. It allows me to, to have grace with myself. Um, because again, my life is just different and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, I, I'm not, I have wants, I have desires, I have needs. Um, but I am the captain of my ship. I mm-hmm. am the person who dictates what I want and how I'm going to get there. And all those supports are good and you need them. Um, I have to be the first person who, who has the direction in the course. Um, yeah. And again, you can change course multiple times. It doesn't mean that the destination, you know, the end goal has changed. It means that the right. path that get there maybe change. And it's just like if you are on the Waze app and you run into construction, you're going to figure out a detour to get to where you need to be at. So, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, I'm still going to hit the the goal I want. I right. just have to be more fluid with it. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, just reminding myself to be gentle and again, remembering whose expectation it is. Um, yeah. And, you know, other people's expectations is not mine to carry. I can't do that. It's too much. It's too much. Um, you know, and I tell the kids that too, you know, I want them to be all that they can be, but they have to want that for themselves because what will happen is if they're pursuing the expectation of me and mercy and our, 
are dreams for them, they can end up in a place that they're unhappy with, right? Um, And they don't even recognize themselves in that space because they're living for someone else. No, you have to live for yourself. And again, you know, I'm definitely going to push you to be all you can be, but I also want you to buy into that. Um, And tell me if, if what you are saying, you know, it's not my job to tell them what the end goal is. It's my job to help them with resources to get to that goal that they say they have in mind. You know, Mm -hmm. it's my goal to help them figure out and process any hurdles that they may experience and things like that. That's what my job is. My job is not Mm -hmm. to say, this is, this is where you got to go, you know? Yeah. And this is how you got to get there. Yeah. Like I can't, no one could tell me that. Mm-hmm. It, it's my, you know, what's for you is for you. Nobody can stop that. And again, that is my philosophy on life. Mm-hmm. Nobody can change that philosophy. Right. Right. So what is for you is for you. Um, what is against you, you know, can be against you, but it's not going to stop you from getting to what is for you. So exactly. Yeah. You know, so I think like that, that's what I just keep reminding myself. I'm still trying to find the balance, but as long as I keep those reminders, everything else falls in place. So, yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. So our last question is, as you look ahead, what intentions or themes do you hope to explore in the podcast for the coming year? And how do you envision the podcast contributing to the personal growth and well-being of your listeners? It's a good question. It is a good question. So I'm going to start with the second question first. So what I envision the podcast contributing to our listeners is just giving them planting seeds. I think planting seeds in them to for them to further explore. Um, because again, what is your path is your journey. And I think, you know, a good therapist will always tell you, I'm not here to tell you the answers. I'm here to help you find the answers that are already within you and help you to clear all of the stuff that's, you know, inside, get it kind of like cleaned up so you can the noise. Yeah. Exactly. You can then recognize what the answers are because you're the, you are the expert. I'm just in the passengers. Right. Right. So you're the expert. Um, and so like, that's what I envision this podcast continues to be is just, we are in the passenger side of our listeners lives and we're just giving them, you know, some resources for them to be able to calm the noise and to figure out what they already have within themselves. Um, and that, I think like that's our purpose and and that's Mm -hmm. what has been our mission from the start. Um, So I just see that continuing to grow in, in different avenues. And and I would love to explore, you know, how that looks a little bit more, but Mm -hmm. I think for the well-being of our listeners, that's really what our, our focus is. Um, And then intentions and themes that I would like to explore. I think, you know, again, we both, um, really care about trauma. Um, I think there's so many people who experience different traumatic events. And, and the thing about trauma is just because you experience a oh. traumatic event doesn't mean that you then have PTSD. There's different levels right. um, of trauma and there's different ways that it can impact you. Um, however, I will say that um, 
there's so many different ways that you can be impacted by trauma. I mean, even just like secondhand trauma. So, mm-hmm. you know, with social media right now, when you log on, sometimes when you're on your feed, there's there are videos and things that are being shared that don't come with like a warning. And so you may view it um, and it could bring up different feelings and emotions for you, right? Um, yeah. And so like, and it could also bring up things from your past that you thought you had overcome and healed from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think like, you know, definitely talking about that, um, talking about the impact of trauma, the different tools and resources that you can utilize to help you, you know, um, kind of process the trauma, um, mm-hmm. is definitely something that I would like to continue to explore because it's definitely something that we see more and more, um, you know, even if it's not social media, watching the news could be very traumatic. Um, yeah. And we just live in a society where I feel like we, before it was like, you know, the news was not 24 seven. Everyone didn't record things on their phones. Now you have unlimited cameras and access to things. And so it does open up more experiences that, you know, if it wasn't happening in your local area, you know, you may not be aware of, but now we are constantly aware of different things. And like, you know, in my previous job, I worked for, um, I was a part of the team lead for the critical incident team. And one of the things that I would find myself doing was to have alerts on literally all over the world or mostly focusing on the United States because I knew oftentimes that there was something that happened that was traumatic, we would be getting calls from our members in regards to it. So I would just want to be prepared, but not realizing that that opens you up to so many things, you know, Mm -hmm. school shootings, just regular shootings. And, um, So I definitely would like to talk more in regards to those type of themes and just, you know, staying up on current events, because I definitely think we both agree that's important to do that, but also knowing when to take a break, when it's starting to impact you, you know, um, your mental well-being, um, your mental health is definitely important. And then I just think like continue to just explore what it is to be young adults, who are professionals, who are in the mental well-being, you know, space, who are wearing different hats and and trying to figure things out and um, really winging the shit and just sharing mm-hmm. our experience with others and being vulnerable um, and talking about different things that we experience that definitely other people are probably having conversations with themselves or our loved ones about and just giving a space for people to be like, I'm not alone. I'm not alone yeah. in this, right? Um, someone else has experienced this. I, you know, I have a community in some sense. So like that, that is what I would like to continue to explore is just, you know, again, things that come up for us and and I'm sure they have come up for other people and just giving space to that and exploring it and, and mm-hmm. processing it together on a podcast where other people can process it as well. I think like that. Absolutely. That's definitely something that I I hope for in 2024. What about you? Mm-hmm. Um, so what intentions or themes do I hope for us to explore? Um, trauma for sure. I think that 
trauma shows up in so many different ways. And the more we have access to um, images that are that are traumatic, um, for lack of a better word, I think that is going to continue to open us up to um, our nervous systems being impacted by that, right? And how are we... And what I would really like to do, though, is not just talk about those experiences, but also let's talk about solutions. What skills can you be using to help, you know, calm and soothe your nervous system? Um, Because it doesn't look like we're going to have any relief from these situations anytime soon. And so because of that, how can we be intentional about um, caring for our, our, our mental well-being and our physical, our physical well-being? Because again, these traumatic situations don't just impact us mentally and emotionally, but they also impact our physical body. Um, so I definitely want to tap into that. I would love to like, I just watched this show called Black Cake. And I don't know if you heard of it. It's on Hulu. It's on my list of things to watch. (laughs) It's really good. One of the, to me, one of the biggest cornerstones of it is like generational trauma, family trauma, um, and even like, um, like trauma from a cultural perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And specifically in that, I think it would, it would be a great topic to, to talk about, um, you know, how, yes, that's another good one. Yes. Yes. That's on my list of books to buy. As we know, I buy books and, you know, try to find time to read them. Oh, soothe your nerves. Okay. I have to, I have to look that one up. I don't think I've heard of that one. It's actually for black women. Oh, is it? Soothe yeah. your nerves. I'm going to have to um, put that in my, put that on my wish list. Okay. Yeah. It's black women's uh, guide to understanding and overcoming anxiety, panic, and fear. Oh, okay. See, I'm not for Christmas. Oh, look at you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, I would definitely love to, you know, if there are, you know, because I think sometimes we all can relate to things. Um, you know, if we're watching, if we're all watching like certain TV shows or like there's certain shows that may bring out some like mental health discussions in our podcast. So I would love to do that. I think that would be, would be great. Um, I love so that. So I definitely, yeah, I think that would be a really good idea. Um, so I like that. Um, I also um, think that we could uh, bring up some topics just based on certain um, certain ways that the mental health field does highlight certain aspects of so PTSD month. Um, you know, uh, you know, mental health awareness month. There are so many different ways in which that we we try to highlight. Um, certain uh, aspects of the mental health, not necessarily the mental health field, but just mental health in general, that we could utilize those those moments to kind of talk in more depth about certain aspects. Um, so I would definitely love to do that. Um, I would love to have guests on if we could ever have guests on. Um, that would be something. Um, I think that I think that a lot of what we talked about this year had a lot to do with relationships. And I think it would be a good idea to maybe, you know, highlight, um, you know, different aspects of, of our relationships. So relationships with ourselves, like how are we, how are we reparenting ourselves? How are we maybe tapping into that inner child that you talk about often? Um, you know, in what ways are we 
um, neglecting ourselves, right? You know, again, this balance of like being being a professional and being a, a person who um, has interests outside of that. I just think there's so many ways um, that we can really grow some of the ways in which we talk about certain topics on the podcast. So I'm definitely, um, and we have a, like a running list, but we, we really haven't gone back to it. So it would probably would be a good idea for us to to go back to that list and see, because there's some, there were some really good, good topics on that, on that running list that we started as well. Um, but my hope for the podcast too, is that we continue to present ourselves in, in a very genuine and authentic way. I think that the reason why people, um, are interested in certain brands, right? People who, you know, love certain podcasts because the people on those podcasts are being the their authentic selves. They're being true to who they are. They're being genuine. They're showing up in a way that is, you know, um, real. And I think that if we keep doing that, I, I think that that is also something that I want the listeners to get. Because I, I think that more than anything, no matter what topic we're talking about, if you are not living a true existence, if you are not tapping into your authentic self, if you're not learning about what it means to be like, what, what is, what, what is authentic to you? Who, who is the authentic fill in the blank? Like, who is that? Right. If you're not, if you're not tapping into who he or she is, or they are, then I think that, 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 that there's a disconnect to how we are trying to show up in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So my hope for listeners that they continue to believe that who they are at their core is enough, right? And how can we help listeners continue to be searching for that authentic person in themselves and and not just finding that person, but um not being afraid to live out loud what that what that what that means, right? What it means to be authentically you. Um and I also want to continue, um, you know, one one of the biggest ideas that we talked about on this podcast was we won't just be talking about, you know, mental health, right? I mean, you could Google the things that we're going to talk about, right? But what we wanted to do was make sure that we're not only just talking about that, but we were also bringing in some personal story, right? Some personal Mm -hmm. story about how we can relate, how we're therapists and we're help in the helping profession, but we are not perfect, right? That we, just because we teach these things and we understand these things on a, on a clinical level or professional level, doesn't mean in our personal life, we still struggle, right? We're still human too. So I, so I think highlighting that human element, um, from us, I want to make sure that we still continue to tap into, because I think that just helps people understand that like, damn, okay, I I mean, I, I guess I just assume that you're a therapist, you would get it. But like, no, you, you, you fucking up too. Like we all yeah. try to figure it out. You know, we're all trying to, we're Wait all it. trying to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And while I understand these things on an intellectual and clinical and, and educational academic level, personally, I might be falling short. I'm probably falling short. That is just, you know, I'm, I'm human. So, mm-hmm. um, that is, that are some of the things, those are, those are some of the things that I would definitely, definitely like to continue to to highlight um, the way I, and, and that's, and that's really how I envision the podcast continuing. And and I think as we continue to show up in that way, it'll help the listeners feel 
connected to us and not feel like this podcast is above their heads. Like I never want to talk about things in a way that make people feel um, like this clinical jargon is just too much for me. Right. I want people to feel that this information is digestible to them. Um, And, and, and we are therapists, but we are you, right. We are you, you are, you are us and we are you, right. There's no separation of that, that we're all on this walk together. Um, It just may look a little different because of my profession, but that's the only difference. If I wasn't in this profession, I would be, I I mean, I would still be you, right. So I just, I, I want people to feel that sense of connection to, to us on this podcast. So those would be some, some ideas I have and some, some intentions that I would like us to continue for next year. I love that. And definitely add in some of those, the, the things that you, you know, want on our list. Cause I think mm-hmm. like, you know, I love the idea of the shows and, you know, mm-hmm. I definitely would like to start, you know, maybe even dropping like a book suggestion. Um, yeah. Cause there's really so many. And Dom is like, the queen of knowing all the good books. Um, so yeah, definitely are planning to do that. But we, you know, we have a lot of ideas and we definitely mm-hmm. want you guys to reach out to us, um, you know, on our social media. Let us know if you have some things that you want us to discuss or cover or any guests that you would like to see, you know, featured on our podcast. Um, books or, you know, maybe dive into and processing of a TV show. Um, There's so many different things that we could do and and I'm excited about it. Just my brain is is working right now. Mm. Um, So while we are wrapping this up, um, this will be, I believe, our last podcast of 2023. For the year. Yeah. So um, we'll come back 2024, beginning of January with a new podcast. Um, But so Dom, and knowing that these next couple of weeks, what is a way you're planning to soar um, into this new year? So I want to finish at least one of the, the the two books that I'm trying to finish up. I, I, I want to finish one of them. I did not hit my reading goals for this year, but I started so many new things this year. So I'm giving myself a break. Um, I wanted to read, I think like 25 books this year, but I think I might've got to maybe half of that, but I, I, I entered into a lot of new, new, um, ventures. So that's why I didn't get to that. And so, um, so I do want to finish that book. I'm preparing for Christmas. Um, my uh, my side of the family generally uh, we created a tradition that we celebrate on on Christmas Eve. Um, so we are preparing for that. Um, so I'm preparing for for just having family over and spending time. Um, me and Irby started this tradition um, at the beginning of this year, where we have like this. Um, this little box and every week we put like a, a memory in that. And so I'm oh, hoping for, yeah, yeah. That so for new so year's cute. Eve, it is, it is. And so I'm hoping that, you know, once Savon is a little bit older and can write, like he can also add stuff to that and we'll just continue mm-hmm. that tradition. Um, so what I'm hoping me and him will do is like maybe a couple of days before the end of the year, we'll go through all of those, um, memories that we identified at the beginning of the year and just it's as a reminder of like, you know, that 
life is short and I know that it's so easy to, again, for me, focus on the, the pessimistic side of life, but this was an opportunity for me to focus on something positive and something optimistic. And so um, we'll be able to kind of look through the entire 12 months and see like how we identified um, each week, you know, as, as a reflection of something that was happening that was going well for us. Um, and so my hope is that we continue that for 2024. Um, so I, I look forward to, to going through that and just reflecting on the year, reflecting on, um, you know, the, the things that we did and, and how we got to grow. I also want to talk, I do, I kind of want to sit down and, and just develop some just ideas for intentions for 2024 for my family, mm-hmm. for our relationship, um, you know, for myself even, you know. Um, so I would definitely like to, those are some some ways I want to soar um, for the rest of the year. So, yeah. What about you? I love that. That just made me so happy. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I just think it's so cute. But um, so for the rest of the year, um, we are actually going away for Christmas. Um, we're trying something mm. new this year. So what we decided to talk to the kids of instead of getting Christmas gifts, we we're going to give them experiences. Um, mm. And so we have some really nice things planned for Christmas, but also. Um, in March, I'm going to see my stepmom and I'm taking the kids with nice. me. And I'm so nice. excited because I haven't um, had a chance to get down there to see her. So um, it's going to be a good time. I think we might even stop in New Orleans. And if you Ooh, know me, okay. you know New Orleans is my favorite place. Um, yeah. So, and anytime I get to spend with my stepmom, she is like, she's my guardian angel and she's always a good time. We always laugh. Um, so it'll be really good. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and so like, I think we're also going to do some activities, um, during the Christmas break with the kids. Um, so I think that that will be fun. Um, I'm actually still in one of your ideas of, so some of the activities we were going to do, I'm going to add to doing like an intentions board with mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah. and just where, especially cause Carmen's going to be finishing her senior year. Um, mm-hmm. Brian just went to teenage years and mm-hmm. then just Brayden, you know, he is going to be leaving not middle school, but it's kind of like where we have a intermediate school. So, not elementary, but not middle, but he'll be transitioning to middle school next year. So Uh just kind of like seeing and preparing them for that. Uh, But also I want them to see, they already see, you know, like they know about the podcast, they know about my side business, social MacGyver, but also just seeing like how I plan to continue to grow that um, and to share with them in that experience. Um, it helps them, you know, understand what it takes to to get to a certain goal. Um, mm-hmm. And then also having Mercy do it, I think will be good. Um, so yeah. I'm excited to, to implement that. Um, and then I just think like, you know, again, these next couple of weeks, um, since my mom passed, I haven't really been too into Christmas. Um, but just finding ways to spend time with the family, reconnecting, um, and just making good memories. Like I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. excited about that. Um, the beginning of January, I'll get to go and celebrate, um, Malachi 
who um, was a great blessing we got this year, um, mm-hmm. his first birthday. So mm-hmm. I'll be traveling for that beginning of January. Your birthday is in um, January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, our goddaughter, Nova's birthday is in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have all these things to look forward to. And some of it is not like, you know, in the coming weeks, but, you know, we're... I'm definitely looking forward to, we're doing a trip um, with couples um, Mm -hmm. and that is going to be fun. I always have fun, uh, but Mm -hmm. we're going to a comedy show and and that's going to be a ball. Um, And then I'm actually going on a girl's trip with- Oh, that's right. Yeah. So- That's right. um, We're doing that and I'm looking forward to that. We're going to Jamaica. Um, So continue to prepare for that. and I just think like continuing to to feed into relationships and mm-hmm. also to continue to to know what is for you um, and what's no longer serving you and being okay with that. And mm-hmm. one other thing I'm actually looking forward to that I'm playing around with is possibly writing a book that I would be the sole author for. Nice. Um, okay. And so I don't know where I'm going to find the time. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> but, right? <laughs> but it is something that I have played around with the idea about um, something that I am kind of interested in. Um, and so I'm I'm playing with the idea. We'll see where it goes. We'll see how, yeah. you know, how that comes out. Um, but yeah. So that's another thing that I've added to my long list. Of yeah, I see. So, yes. So there's, you know, uh, just different ways. I think the biggest takeaway for me is I am planning to just allow myself to be fluid, allow myself to have empathy for myself um, okay. and allowing myself to not hold on to expectations that are not mine. Um, and also to understand that if it is mine, they can change. Um, and Mm -hmm. so that is how I'm choosing to soar these next couple of weeks and into 2024 and just being grateful that, you know, we have breath in our bodies and that we're still Mm -hmm. able to work towards different goals. So. Absolutely. No, no, that's, it's the breath in our bodies. That's, you know, that's none of this is possible without that. So, yeah. No. So we appreciate you all for tuning in. This is going to be part two. So definitely listen to part one first and then listen to this. Uh, We hope you guys all have safe holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, Definitely be safe, make smart decisions, increase positive coping skills, decrease negative coping skills, um, and just surround yourself with people who feed you and you feed them. And again, we'll be back at the beginning of next year with some more ideas and more episodes. Absolutely. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, But what if I store podcasts? Make sure to um, subscribe to anywhere you listen to to podcasts. So Spotify, Apple, anywhere like that. Um, And, you know, if you like what you hear, leave a review. You can also touch on um, or connect with us on our social media pages. We have a TikTok, but what if I store page? Uh, we have an Instagram, but what if I saw a uh, page as well? And then our our businesses, uh, Free to Be Counseling Services um, for me, and then Social MacGyver for Deveron. 
Um, we are hoping to grow our community in 2024. So um, we will definitely be more intentional about doing that as we talk about intentions for 2024. And so again, if you have any ideas for us, if there are things you want us to explore, uh, we are definitely open to that. Yes. Hit us up. So have a great next couple of weeks and we will check in with you in 2024. All righty. You will have a good one. Thank you for tuning in and allowing us to be vulnerable together as we soar. If you enjoyed this episode and are interested in hearing more from us, make sure you hit that follow button so you are alerted when a new episode drops and leave a rating and a review below. Our podcast can be found on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. We'd love to hear your comments and how you're choosing to soar these next couple of weeks. Interact with us on Instagram at But What If I Soar as well as on our business pages at Free To Be Counseling Services and at Social MacGyver. Let's continue ascending or gliding even amongst the turbulence.